Who is in control? Are you in control of your emotions or your emotions are in control of you? This is a subtopic of the main topic which says the seat of emotions. Good evening, beloved friends. Welcome to the Whole Duty of Men podcast. Joining us today is Dr. Ahoba Kwenyati to elaborate more on the issue of emotions. Stay tuned. Good evening, dear listeners. My name is Ahoba Kwenyati. Today we'll be looking at a very interesting topic entitled The Seed of Emotions. We'll be looking at this topic in two parts. The first part will be considering who is in control. Are we the one controlling our emotions or is it our emotions controlling us? Then the second part, make sure you don't miss this one, we'll be dealing with regaining lost control. Now before we delve into it, let us have a word of prayer. Our kind and loving Father, dear Lord, we like to invite your holy presence. We ask of you to lead and to guide us, to help us have a clear understanding of this subject that is very important and impactful in our lives today. We pray that through this message, we may be brought closer unto you, dear Father. May we not only be hearers of your word, but may the message find a practical impact in our lives, that through it, dear Lord, we may live lives that are pleasing in your sight and be better prepared. For your second coming. Be with us, lead us, and guide us. Bless us with your Holy Spirit, for this we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The seed of emotions. Have you at one point done something which later on you look back and ask yourself, What was I thinking? Well, the answer to that question lies in that same question. You are not thinking. All of us at one point or another have done something in the rush of emotions. Our emotions got hold of us and we did something that had we stopped and given sufficient thought to it, we wouldn't have done it. Thinking has become a lost art in society today. It has faded away and many of the decisions that we do are emotion driven. If I felt like doing something, then I'm definitely going to do it. And if I don't feel like it, it doesn't matter who says what, including God, unfortunately. It's going to be a no-go zone for me. That's just how society rolls nowadays. So I invite you, join us as we look into biblical and science-based facts that will help us better understand our emotions. To start, I want us to Start with the definition of emotions. What are emotions? According to Merriam's Webster's Dictionary, emotions are a conscious mental reaction, such as anger or fear, subjectively experienced as strong feeling, 
usually directed toward a specific object and typically accompanied by physiological and behavioral changes in the body. Whoa, that's quite a mouthful. To put it in simple terms, our emotions are a state of feeling. The word feeling and emotions are often used interchangeably, so for simplicity's sake, we'll proceed in that light. Now, I want us to establish a very important concept that um, we will later on apply this concept to the human brain. It's that of what is called the higher power and the lower power. Now, when you talk about a higher power, we are talking about a kingship, a ruling, a governing, or a sovereign power. And with regards to the whole universe, who is the sovereign? It is none other than God. And history has it that whenever a lower power seeks to rise above the higher power, disaster has always been the result. And we can find this when we go back uh, in time, in heaven, there was an angelic being by the name Lucifer, now known as Satan, who wanted to rise above God and be the one on the throne and to govern. The account you can find it in the book of Isaiah chapter 14. And what was the result when Lucifer wanted to do that? Sin was born, and all the evil that came in its terrain have now plagued the world as we now see it. And even when we go forward in time, we find in the Garden of Eden, our first parents, Adam and Eve, they decided to listen to another voice other than that of God. And in the book of Genesis chapter 3, they then, because of listening to the serpent uh, instead of God, God was dethroned and Satan became enthroned and humanity became enslaved to Satan because now God was not uh, on the throne of uh, man's mind. And actually there in the book of Genesis chapter 3, we find that Satan did not disclose to them that they will become his slaves. The promise to them was that they shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. They shall rise into an exalted state. They shall become sovereign. They will be the ones to decide for themselves that which is good, that which is evil. They will not have anybody to rule over them. They themselves will be gods. And little did they know that they were subjecting themselves to slavery under the evil one. The higher power who was God was dethroned, and the lower power, Satan, was enthroned um, in the mind of men, and disaster was the result. And even when we consider even the time of the children of Israel, they were being led by God uh, with the help of the judges. And they came to a point where they say, no, 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 we don't want God to be governing over us. We want to have a king like any other nation. They decided to dethrone God and to put a man 
to a lower power to be the one to govern them. The country can find it in First Samuel chapter 8. And someone actually told them that this king whom you want to be the one to lead you will enslave you. You and your children will become servants uh, to this king. But they decided, nope, we don't want God to govern over us. We want a king like all other nations. And what was the result? Israel, time and time again, they went into apostasy. So history has proven that uh, whenever lower power wants to rise above a higher power, there is always disaster. Now coming to the human brain, there are various parts that that we find in the human brain that have different functions. But two parts, when we talk about the subject of governance or governing of the human body, two parts are very important. This is the frontal lobe and the limbic system, which is also known as the seat of emotions, which is the uh, subject of contemplation that we are looking at. Now, the frontal lobe is also known as the higher power. It is the seat of judgment, of reasoning, of willpower, or the power of choice, of conscience, of spirituality, of morality. All this we find in the frontal lobe. And the limbic system, which is the state of emotions, here we find uh, our base passions, appetites, our desires. Uh, all this we find um, in the limbic system. Now, when we go back, we find that the state of the human mind before Genesis chapter 3 was that the frontal lobe or the higher power was the one which was dominant and the limbic system was recessive and as such man at the time was more spiritual was rational um, and was close close with God But after Genesis chapter 3, we find that the lower powers or the limbic system was now the one which uh, became dominant and the frontal lobe became recessive. And men became now irrational, was more emotion driven and uh, was ruled by appetite and the base passions to a point where we find that the thoughts and intent of men were only evil continually and God ended up uh, destroying that wicked generation because they had pursued a cause contrary to his will and were not listening to reason Uh, their conscience was seared with a hot iron and regardless of what the Holy Spirit tried to uh, say to them um, they could not uh, listen to reason that is the state um, which humanity had fallen upon at the time. And when you look at our society today, as it was back then, I mean, Christ rightfully said that as it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be in the times before the coming of the Son of Man. Our society today is still emotion-led. It's emotion-driven. When we talk about appetites, 
you know, the food industry is actually taking advantage of this, that even the foods that are constantly put upon the shelves, they are unhealthy foods, rightfully called junk foods, that are without nutrition, uh, mainly brought just to gratify the taste. And we have developed sweet tooth where we eat a lot of unhealthy sugar, either from biscuits, um, ice cream, and a lot of these other foods that uh, we're just eating for gratifying uh, the, the taste. And we're also addicted to things such as caffeine. Some can't even go a day without coffee or Coca-Cola and have cravings for things such as chocolate and so forth. A lot of these foods that are uh, without any nutrients that are just made to gratify the taste. And talk about the subject of meat is also one other thing that other area which people have been addicted to. Uh, even when somebody is told that uh, meat is the one which is causing your problem, your unhealthy uh, condition, many can't imagine to go a day or, or to live without meat. And when you talk about passions, the subject of sex outside of marriage, whether it's premarital or extramarital, it has broken down societies and a lot of relationships, families are crippled uh, because of uh, this issue. And the media has made it so fashionable that it's even aired uh, in the cartoons that are being watched by children. And many uh, have become addicts to pornography, masturbation, even amongst professed Christians. And there are so many media addicts, whether addicted to movies, watching series, Korean dramas, um, anime, the list is endless. And social media itself, video game, uh, we've been glued to the screen, watching things that are growing our limbic system rather than appealing to our reason and to our frontal lobe. And we're also led by selfish desires, uh, feelings of greediness where we want to hold everything for ourselves, anger issues, uh, you know, destroying relationships, things such as gender-based violence, uh, our bread and butter nowadays. So that's just the society in which we live in. And um, what is actually happening in the, in the human mind for us to be emotion-driven as we are? Let us look at the limbic system. You'll find that it has various uh, parts. There's a certain part called the amygdala, which where we find uh, our emotions. And there's also the hippocampus, which is involved in learning and memory. There's also the thalamus, which is the relay center of sensory information. There's the hypothalamus, which is the center for uh, controlling things such as hunger, thirst, temperature, and also uh, controls a lot of hormones that are produced uh, in our body. And there's another part, not in the limbic system, but closely related to it called the nucleus accumbens. So we shall look at all these parts and see the physiology of what actually happens. Um, when we indulge in a certain behavior, say for example, it's a certain food or maybe we are indulging in sex or taking a certain drug, um, there's a group of hormones called the ventral tegmental area. Uh, these are dopaminergic uh, nuclei. They release dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter. It's also known as the pleasure hormone. And they release this uh, dopamine into a pathway um, 
It's a dopaminergic pathway. It's called the mesolimbic uh, pathway, also known as the reward pathway. And the uh, dopamine goes to the nucleus accumbens and also to the amygdala. And it is here where our feelings, our feelings will then be brought about whether somebody tends to express great pleasure uh, from uh, that event that they've done. And the memory of that event and the associated environmental or emotional state will then be stored in the hippocampus. So next time when one is encountering the same emotional state or environmental trigger, uh, you will seek to indulge in that particular behavior again. And hence, the chain of addiction is established. For example, maybe you were hurt by a friend or maybe a family member or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And because of that uh, being low in your emotions, that low mood, you will then seek for something or maybe watch something uh, in the television that you want to uh, heighten your emotions. And because of this that you're engaging in, whether it's certain food or whatever activity that you'll be doing for seeking pleasure, um, dopamine will then be released um, and you would experience this feelings of, uh, of euphoria or pleasure. And the experience will then be stored in your hippocampus and next time when you are hurt by something it may be the same thing or even something different uh whatever emotion you'll be feeling at the time which will be down uh it will be triggered uh that activity that you once did and you experience great pleasure and you'll seek after that activity once again and the chain of addiction is established and few have scarcely escaped uh from these chains and hence why uh, Christ in the book of John chapter 8 verse 34 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, or whosoever commits addiction becomes the servant of addiction. And when we look at this subject, we find that God appeals more to our reason or to the frontal lobe. Hence why in the book of Isaiah 1 verse 18, he says, Come, let us reason together. God wants to appeal uh, to our seat of judgment, of reasoning, of conscience. He's speaking to our frontal lobe that we may be rational beings once again. But Satan appeals more to our emotions, to the limbic system, because he wants God to be dethroned in our lives. He wants us to be emotion-driven and uh, continue on to um, go back to the same state which was during the time. Of, of Noah. Now there's an interesting statement that we find in a book by Ellen G. White called Mind, Character and Personality, Volume 2 of that book, uh, page 593. It says there that if the thoughts are wrong, the feelings will be wrong. And the thoughts and feelings combined make up the moral character. Now you can see why Satan uh, is attacking our frontal lobe and wanting the limbic system to be the one that is dominant because he knows that eventually our moral character uh, will be a crooked one and with an evil character we will not enter into heaven because character is the only thing that we are going to take to heaven but when we look at this statement it's telling us that it all begins with the thoughts if the thoughts are wrong the feelings will be wrong and feelings and 
thoughts combine to make up the moral character and our thoughts influence our feelings our feelings in turn influence what we do and this becomes a cycle what we do later on influences our feelings influences our thoughts and it's just a chain which uh as we mentioned that few have uh, broken out of and in the book of proverbs we are told that for as he thinketh in his heart so is he uh, as he thinketh in his mind so is he and in the book education by the same author Ellen G. white page 146 we are told that no truth does the bible more clearly teach than that what we do is the result of what we are to a great degree the experiences of life are the fruition of our own thoughts and deeds hence the old adage which says so a thought reap an action so an action reap a habit so a habit reap a character so a character reap a destiny it all begins with our thoughts dear friends and many a times the problems that we experience is because we are unable to control our thoughts we have so many thoughts running through our mind throughout the entire day which influence the kind of people who we are um, and we are unable to change some of those thoughts because they have been so established that it's very difficult to try to change them but there is hope when you look at the book of second corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 and 5 god has given us a promise there that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ wow every single thought can be brought to the obedience of christ and in the book of romans chapter 12 verse 2 we are told be not conformed to this world but be what transformed by the renewing of your mind our mind can be renewed great news dear friends join us next time as we look at how we can regain lost control may the good lord bless you this is work it out with fion Thank you for tuning in, friends. See you next Thursday. If you have any comments and questions, please post them at our WhatsApp group and the good doctor will be sure to attend to them. Thank you.